conversations together that aren't recorded and um, probably too often probably not enough though because we're not in the same city anymore also that yeah that sucks yeah so to try and bridge the space-time uh divide that exists between us (laughs) while also trying to uh come up with a a common kind of understanding for uh progressive thought on on biting political matters we thought maybe it's time to record a conversation that we have also, you folks should be listening to women a lot more than you are. So here we are, and we think we're pretty smart. And other people tend to think we're pretty smart, too. So you might as well listen to us and maybe get something from this. I don't know. The political debate on tolls in Toronto right now being put on the Don Valley Parkway and the Gardner Expressway is naive and maybe even juvenile. And I've been really frustrated about it. And it just, you know, it just so happened that after the tolls passed through city council, there was a giant snowstorm. And, you know, there was no discussion about the tolls after the giant snowstorm. And I thought, that's weird. Why wouldn't we be discussing this right now when the city is in a two to three hour deadlock for everyone trying to travel wherever they're at? What would tolls do to the city now? Well, and let's uh, let's back up just in case someone has never had the pleasure of uh, entering Toronto. How how do you how do you enter the city? And so, what are we talking about with tolls in the context of uh, the geography of Toronto? So, if you're coming in from the east, you're going to be using the Don Valley Expressway or the Don Valley Parkway. And if you're coming in from the west, uh, you're you you've got some choices, a few more choices, but you're you're likely going to be using the Gardner Expressway. So other choices there are um, the Lakeshore, I guess Bayview, and the 400 series highways. But if you're going to try to get downtown, uh, and then of course the Allen Expressway, but if you're going to try to get downtown, um, it is it is some of the most popular thoroughfares into the city are the Don Valley Parkway and the Gardner Expressway and out right. of the city. Right. And so, so so this toll discussion is not just about tolling people to get into the city. It's actually about tolling the two principal highways while not tolling the the side roads. And and currently, if you're someone that commutes from the west of Toronto, you're 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 often used to seeing signs that will tell you what's faster, the Gardner Expressway or Lakeshore, because even though Lakeshore is not a highway, it's a pretty good fast moving, not very many traffic lights option. And sometimes if the gardener is blocked or, or held back, you can see that it's faster to take Lakeshore. So a lot of people bounce between the highway and the road um, to enter Toronto, but, you know, depending on how, how good the traffic is. And I think that that is part of the discussion that's been totally lost is this is a, this is not um, this is not a decision to to stop or to, to toll people that are entering Toronto. It's just a decision to toll people using the best highways. And the other, you know, the other thing I think that's important to talk about is that this is not just about people coming into the city or leaving the city. This, these are, especially the Don Valley Parkway, are important arteries in the city that people who live in the city need to use to get around. And if you are living in Scarborough, for example, which is uh, one of these neighborhoods in Toronto that uh, the Toronto City Council would describe as, and I hate this term, a priority, quote unquote, um, neighborhood. Uh, If you are living in Scarborough and you need to get downtown to go to work um, or around the city, the Don Valley Parkway is very important. If you're living in 
North York, on the east side of North York. The Down Valley Parkway is very important. There is an option to take uh, Bayview, which is kind of like the lakeshore uh, of uh, what the lakeshore is to the gardener. Bayview can be to the Don Valley Parkway up to a point. Um, but the, the, the terrible thing about Bayview is it's like it's a one lane, maybe two at some points uh, situation that ends as soon as you get to the rich part of town. So, right. <laughs> um, you know, like uh, people in Scarborough, if, if you live in Regent Park and you need to get um, Regent Park, another priority neighborhood, and you need to get uh, into the northern parts of the city, uh, you're also going to use the Don Valley Parkway. Right. And so... So this this has come up because um, city council has a budgetary crisis, right? They have to make up a gap of $81 million because they have a financial crisis. And we have a set of city councillors who have decided to uh, agree to a toll, which I believe is what? It's $2 uh, per use? $2 per use, yeah. So that translates into not much if you're, you know, if you're a tourist coming in from London, Ontario, let's say, for a weekend um, you know, that's going to be a $4 cost. If you're a commuter that drives every single day from outside the transit systems, that's going to be uh, a cost about $1,000 every year. Um, but I think that one of the, the, the problems with the way that this debate has happened is we have, a, a, we have a city council that has a financial crisis and they want to institute tolls. And there's a couple of things that they have actively refused to do and have decided to pick tolls uh, as a way to make up that funding gap. And I think it's there where uh, progressives have had the most difficult uh, time trying to trying to come up with a, a cohesive analysis for why tolls are bad. Look, I think what what's being what's really ridiculous about this entire political debate is that um, Mayor Tory has, you know, um, not very expertly, which is why I'm confused about why everybody is confused, set up basically a playing board like a game board, made up all of the rules about the game board and has announced this um, this this new revenue model uh, with very particular rules in place as to how to, to uh, have the argument. And so what do I mean by that? What I mean is he's saying, here's the problem. The problem is revenue. Here's the solution that I am proposing. The solution that I am proposing is, uh, is road tolls and no other solutions. <laughs> And debate that. And so everyone's like, oh, is Roll Tools going to be good revenue or bad revenue? Instead of being like, fuck this game board. This isn't, we don't need to, to discuss this within the parameters that he has created. Are there other sources of revenue? Yes, there are. And so you've raised t- property taxes. I obviously have an interest in seeing the police, um, uh, the police budget reduced. It's like, how much money do they get? Like, can we expand the way that we're talking about this problem? Oh, no, no, they do. If my, we... You can probably hear my kids in the background and they always that that is the extent of their political analysis is he has an <laughs> apple. I want an apple. Oh, now he has an orange, but you just had an apple. No, I want that, too. And yeah, and I think like w- one of the things that I've been really um, stri- struck by is how is the disconnect between people who live in Toronto and people who have no connection with what it's like to live either in Toronto suburbs, so I think they call that the inner suburbs, or the actual suburbs. Um, so, like, why do we not tax ro- roads? 
Or do we do, why, why do we not expect drivers to pay for the roads that they're on? It's like, hey, well, number one, you do pay for the roads that you're on. It's called property taxes. If, if, mm-hmm. if, if you're not getting enough revenue to pay for those roads, you have to increase property taxes. Like, mm-hmm. simple. Uh, the police budget, it's, it's worth noting, not only is the police budget enormous, but so it has, it has surpassed a billion dollars in the city of Toronto. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and it's, a, it's, it's like one of the few areas in the budget that has increased every year by, you know, 5%, 6%, 7%. And so mm-hmm. uh, obviously that's a place that, that needs to be cut. But it, like there's, there's a whole other dimension where people are like, okay, well, like we need to make driving less comfortable so that people get off, uh, get out of their cars and they take uh, transit. Like Sandy, Which, do you drive? <laughs> do you drive? Like, no, I don't drive. <laughs> I only drive when I really, really have to. And oh my God, like if you were taking transit every day, then you would know that that is an outrageous alternative to suggest. It's an outrageous alternative to suggest. The TTC isn't serving the city in the way that it needs to. And this is part of the game board that John Tory has set up to say, like, well, we need we need this, this revenue from the roads in order to fund this TTC properly. Well, <laughs> this isn't this is going to make the problem worse. Because either people will go to use the TTC, which is already not um, set up in such a way that it can take more riders, or they will go use uh, side streets, of which buses use um, uh, more than buses and cyclists use, more than the Don Valley Parkway and uh, the the Gardner Expressway, certainly. And that's going to clog up those arteries as well. So, you know, we are living in a city that has (laughs) four, mm, four, two two and two halves of transit lines right (laughs) like uh, with respect to subways and then um a network of uh streetcars and buses that are uh quite frankly just not serving the city well so no this this is not going to get people out of their cars necessarily and if it does it's going to be causing a, a more stress on a transit system that just can't take uh any more stress Mm -hmm. You know, and well, and then we have to just look at a little beyond that. You know, the, this whole the TTC, we pay so much for TTC fares and why don't uh, drivers pay? A lot of these drivers, their only other option is, is the go system. And the go system mm-hmm. is even worse. Like you like go is 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 only a commuter line. So if you are not going from node one to union, from, no matter where you are in the entire go transit network, you can't do anything. Like there, there's no. just no option. And so, you know, someone who commutes in from Brampton, let's say downtown Brampton station or Mount Pleasant, the new station, and the, and the, and the service has vastly improved in the last, like, last couple of years. Mm-hmm. So that's important to, mm-hmm. to point out. So you commute to Union every day and then you have to get up to Young and Egg. <laughs> so you have to yeah. pay, what, $400 a month for your Go Transit Pass and then $150 a month for your TTC Pass if you're going to use transit. And, mm-hmm. and your argument is, well... Uh, then we we need to just make driving more uncomfortable to make sure that people subject themselves to those transit lines. It's like like it just it's outrageous. And I think one of the one of the arguments that really really got to me uh, the most was I mean all these arguments get to me because um, and we haven't gotten there yet, but I guess we will. But we'll talk about how this is just really an attack on the poor. Um, but one of the arguments that really, really got to me was, well, this is good for the environment. And this is what we've been waiting for to save the environment. Like, really? This this is what we've been waiting for to save the environment? This isn't a debate about environment. 
Mayor Tory didn't bring this up because of the environment. A plan that looks like this to save the environment means that we should just all start getting our bunkers ready because we're all about to die. This is outrageous. Like, oh gosh, making sure that only rich people can use the best roads isn't going to save the climate. The 407 is actually a <laughs> ticket to salvation. Yeah, like, is, is it the case that because the 407 exists and is empty a lot of the time, um, that that Toronto has been doing better on climate change than most other cities in in Canada. Is that the case? Is that the argument? I need to see. I need to see the article on that. I need to see the data. What the hell? Well, you're lying to me. Well, especially because, like, you know, you talk about a game board, and I think that that's a. It, you know, if you imagine a chess game, that's exactly what's happening here. Where Tory has an end game. His end game is to kill the king. Okay. And progressives end game is like, oh, I can take this guy's pawn. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like, exactly. That's exactly. how sophisticated this debate is, because, you know, I wrote about this earlier and I got accused of being alarmist. But, I, you know, John Tory wants private privatization. He wants a city for exactly. the rich. And he wants mm -hmm. a city where the rich have access to the best roads, as you say, and uh, the ability to move around the easiest while the poor, mm -hmm. ideally, the poor live where they work. And so they don't have to commute <laughs> because they're mm -hmm. like owned by, you know, people to do the work they have to do. That's the ideal. Mm -hmm. OK, so he's moving towards there. Um, and so what that means is that uh, that we create a system where everything's like the 407, which is full privatization. And mm -hmm. and I, I am so shocked that some progressives don't see that. Right. You get people used to paying a user fee for a highway, then you get them used to the idea of a private highway. We already have this experience in Toronto and it's as mm -hmm. if the 407 never happened. Right. The 407, which was built by Bob Ray, it was one of the only highways that was ever built on schedule and on time. And then it was sold. And all mm -hmm. of a sudden, people are like, yeah, tolls on the gardener. That's a good idea. Sorry, in 10 years, if the gardener is sold, do I get to go to the house of, like, I don't know, Joe Cressy and be like, dude, this is on your head for having voted <laughs> in favor of this? Do I get to do that? Right. It's uh, And, you know, eventually, like, these, these user fees never go down. They never disappear. Right. They only ever go up or they get sold to somebody else to take. Yeah. So that is going to be the future of transit in Toronto um, with respect to, to, to auto transit. And there's also been a lot of weird assumptions about who is poor and who is not and what it means to be poor. And I've seen a lot of people writing about how poor people just don't have cars. <laughs> I have to ask, like, where do you think poor people are and how do you think they live, right? Poor people don't live in the downtown core um, and you know, these are, these are absolute statements that I'm making, but it's, it's obviously not an absolute. So take that, keep that in mind. But by and large, uh, people who, um, you know, are struggling or in poverty are likely to be living on the fringes of the city or outside the city because they can't afford to live in the city anymore. Well, if they're working in the city, if the, jo if their jobs are in the city and, their options are to, you know, take two hours, you know, and maybe they have kids. Let's imagine, let's imagine this family. Maybe they have kids. They live just outside the city. They'd love to live in the city, but they can't. Um, parents, maybe they have two jobs. So their options are uh, take a notoriously unreliable train, uh, the GO train, into Union Station, 
which will take an hour and a half and then another hour and a half to get up into the city where they need to go to go to work work and 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 drive to get to the ghost station in the first place drive to get to the ghost station in the first place or wait 40 minutes for a bus that will take them there um and if they miss it another 40 minutes um and then they go to work and then they have their second job that they need to go to. So they need to get back on that transit system. And maybe that second job is also in Toronto. And maybe it'll take them half an hour on a good day and uh, 45 minutes to an hour on a bad day because you never know what is going to happen with the TTC. Well, you know, if you if you count all that up, um, that's already what have I described five or six hours of just moving around. If you have two jobs and you have a family and you're going to spend almost a full workday traveling if you're going to take transit you're not going to take transit you might end up deciding that you know this week um you know all of my all the things that my kids are going to be able to eat is bread and butter so that i can make the car payments that i need to make in order for them to eat uh anything at all so that i can make these two jobs Okay, so every time and, you know, um, I'm not describing something that's dissimilar to my own upbringing. Okay, so every time I I heard that, I was just I was like, I don't understand who's talking about this. It's like people who have never considered what it would be like, what it would really be like to live in poverty uh, in this city or just outside of it. Yeah. Well, and not to mention, you know, if you're a parent, then there's a whole other level of freedom that uh, the second that you get that call saying your kid is sick you 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 can rely on a transit system that's going to get you home in two hours or you have Mm -hmm. a car where you get in your car and you drive and you pick up your kid and you get home right like Mm -hmm. the the the, toronto was not laid out to have a good like to have a good central transit system that is a fight the progressives need to have to improve the nodes and improve service there's no question Mm -hmm. about that but to then take this entire battle out on people who are commuting into the city by creating a highway for the rich and a roadway for everybody else, it is it is completely indefensible. Indefensible. No. Yeah. Yeah. It just none of it makes sense. And in a city that really can't even be prepared to um, make sure people can get around when when at the first uh, major snowstorm, you know, the entire transit artery to Scarborough completely shut down. I just. <laughs> You know, it just it doesn't make any sense uh, to implement tolls in a city as poorly planned with respect to getting around as Toronto. And um, beyond all that, beyond all that, uh, the bottom line is any progressives that are arguing for user fees, um, any progressives that are arguing for a system that is essentially privatization really need to check uh what their political philosophies are and stop calling themselves progressives yeah one of the things that i was really struck by in this whole discussion is the is the anger that exists from a a certain segment of progressive people about the cost of ttc fares and in a city where we have seen direct action in various situations you may have been involved in some of that direct action Hmm, potentially and then we look at the TTC, where there, this is the sixth year of a potential fee increase. Uh, and, you know, talking about the working poor as well, like this is this is not, well, the city has is, is acknowledged that these fee, fare hikes are hurting the poorest members of the city because, of course, they uh, also approve this discounted uh, fare structure for the, for the poorest uh, folks mm-hmm. in, the, in the city. But 
what I'm wondering is, is, is this entire debate a projection of the failures of the left in Toronto to figure out how to stop fare hikes, right? Like, at some point, mm-hmm. there's, there's been no direct action. You know, there's, there's really excellent groups like TTC Riders that try to organize uh, a, a riders union uh, to, to, to fight some of these changes at City Hall. But there has been no real uh, direct confrontation that has forced John Tory to listen. And, and are we just witnessing a, a segment of, you know, you can call them champagne socialists or you can call them brochialists or just dudes because so <laughs> much of it has just been dudes white dudes complaining white about dudes. Uh, uh you know there's a there's a, a lack of struggle in toronto and i am shocked that people haven't seemed to have learned a single lesson from rob ford mm-hmm. like yeah this this i mean it's so many conservatives you can see it the the conservative counselors who jumped on this because they knew exactly what was happening and they were saying Screw these road tolls, even though in, in the past, maybe they've said that road tolls were great because they knew it was happening. The poor, especially uh, in, in Scarborough and Regent Park, who are like next to next to the DVP and Etobicoke, who are next to the Gardner Expressway, were again being told your need to get around the city, your need to move is not being respected by these stupid progressives. So I'm going to capitalize on this and say, no, no tolls, even if I've said yes to tolls in the past, because they're looking forward to the next election. And they know that this is how they can capitalize on um, progressives not understanding uh, the very people who they claim they want to um, uh, they want to make life better for. A lot of times we also have the situation where progressives aren't really sure about how to deal with populism and electoral politics. Right. And so there's a uh, disconnect mm-hmm, mm-hmm. between, um, you know, m- making the right decision uh, or making the, the, the progressive decision. And so what I mean by that is, you know, in this in this uh, in this uh, um, article in the Toronto Star in this in this opinion piece from Red Cohn um, talking about how uh, NDP members of city council voted in favor of these tolls and that is proof that it's progressive therefore you know the break with the provincial party being not progressive uh, is kind of laid bare and and it seems like what's totally lost in this discussion is that you know someone who represents a downtown Toronto riding is not going to take a political hit for voting in favor of road tolls and so the entire question of whether or not this is progressive is 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 um, is is redundant to the fact that it's about political capital and getting reelected and this kind of thing because you know that the majority of your your sit, uh, constituents are not taking the DVP every single day uh, to to commute. So it, it, like what we see is there's this this com- conflict between. Uh, just voting in a way that, uh, you know, you can make a, a, an argument that um, getting cars off the road through tolls is progressive, which is, I think we've very soundly defeated that. But at the end of the day, they're just trying to get reelected. And this is not going to hurt them because they represent people that are not taking these highways. Um, it sounds like all of the people in Scarborough who want to de-amalgamate, they've, <laughs> that might be the best thing for them, literally. Because I, you know, when when the progressives who are supposed to be the ones who who get this shit have completely left you in the dust, like there's nothing, there is nothing um, that you can rely on with respect to um, collective power in the city to make sure that people who are living in the most underserved parts of the city are going to get some sort of reprieve. Mm-hmm. So, demalgamate. <laughs> 
<laughs> just yeah. you know, fuck these tolls. Yeah. They can't they can't put in these tolls. The province is right. <laughs>